Welcome to Bible Near You, a Bible study program that seeks to shed some light on the Bible and aims to drive the shade of ignorance from the mind of the people across the world. The program comes to you every Wednesday at BibleNearYou.co.za at 1600 South African Standard Time. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and other podcasting platforms. We encourage you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bible Near You. If you have any questions concerning the content of our show, you can email us at question at biblenearyou.co.za. Now we join our host and teacher, Lungisa Jostri. This is yet another day that the Lord has provided. We are to be glad and rejoice in it because God is the one that made it for us to do so, to rejoice and be glad. So my dear friends, uh, we're coming to study the Bible. We are in the book of Ruth today. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this wonderful day that you have given us. Also this wonderful time that you have allowed us to come together to study the book of Ruth. Lord, we pray that you help us to understand what you want us to know from this book, that we may learn, Lord, as the original readers learned. We give you thanks, Lord, again, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I just want to say greetings, my dear friends, in this brand new year, as uh, year 2021. And uh, we're starting right from the beginning and we are not stopping our Bible study. The last time we talked was the last Thursday of 2020. And uh, today, sorry, it's the last Wednesday. I'm confusing things here. And today is the first Wednesday of 2020. And we are going forward. We are going for 52 weeks. And um, we will finish this whole program uh, Lord willing, next year, 2022 and February. If you want to know the uh, episode plan, it is all. It is at a Bible near you. And um, right on the front page, you will get the episode plan. So my dear friends, I just want to get to the subject of today, the book of Ruth. We are looking at the book of Ruth so far. Uh, just to give a recap, we have gone through the book of the law, which consists of five books. Namely, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We are now dealing with the historical section of the Old Testament. And the section at hand today open up with the book of Joshua, which lists for us the events that unfolded during the invasion of the land of Canaan. And we dealt with the book of Joshua last week, in which we have learned of the challenges they faced and the victories they won were lent of their promise they made to serve the Lord and to keep his covenant. The book of Joshua is then followed by the book of Judges. In the book of Judges, we see a vicious cycle of rebellion and judgment. The generation of Joshua died and the new generation arose, which did not know God, nor know his miracles that were done by God. And as a result, this generation was very rebellious. The Lord sold them to their enemies as a result. And then upon their repentance, God raised up a judge to deliver them. Now we come to the book of Ruth. 
It is a very short book compared to what we have encountered before, but contains a very important message for the Israelite reader. Let's look at the title of the book. The book is called the Book of Ruth. It's called Ruth. It may have been called the Book of Ruth because it documents mainly the life of Ruth, the Moabites. So, who is the author and when was this book written? Well, it is very hard for us to tell who wrote the Book of Ruth because just as the previous books, the author does not the only thing we know is the date in which the events the author is writing about took place. That's the only information he gives us. And it is in the very first verse. It says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. There was a famine in the land, and the certain men of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. So that's what we learn, that all these events, they took place in the days when the judges ruled. We have no way of telling when did he write the book, but we can tell when he did not write the book. We get the hint from the genealogy given at the end of the book. Now I quote Ruth 4 verse 18 to 22. Now these are the generations of Phares. Phares begat Hezron, and Hezron begat Ram, and Ram begat Abinadab. Abinadab begat Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. So from this, we can know that whoever wrote this book must have been in contact with David, or must have lived many years after David's life. The author of the book is not a first-hand witness and did not live during the time of the judges and during the, uh, the time of Ruth. I'm saying this because if I say that he lived in the time of the judges, well, Boaz lived in the time of the judges, perhaps all bad. Um, Jesse clearly lived in the time of Samuel. Could have been during the judges because Samuel was one of the judges of Israel. So Jesse, the father of David, lived then. So if we say the book was written then, um, then this person could not have been able to predict the birth of David. Uh, could have told us about Boaz and the birth of Obed, perhaps, but maybe could not tell us of the birth of Jesse and much less the, de the, the birth of David. So this person must have been David's contemporary. If not, this person lived many years after the birth of David. So it was not someone who was a first-hand witness of the events he's writing, he or she is writing about. Mostly he, because women did not really did much writing in the Old Testament. Now, looking at the message of uh, Ruth, message of the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth tells us of a man of Judah, a Bethlehemite by the name of Elimelech, who traveled to the land of Moab due to the famine in the land of Judah. And when we think about the famine, it is very likely, if it happened during the time of the judges, it's very likely that famine might have been caused by 
the wars between Israelites and the Moabites. And uh, it could be been the time where Moab had rule over the people of Israel. But they could still travel from Israel to Moab. It's, it's a possibility, even though it doesn't tell us exactly there what was the cause for famine. But I would say that it is a possibility that famine was as a result of war between the Israelites and the Moabites and where the Moabites overcame the Israelites. So this man went with his wife, Naomi, and with his two sons, Mehlon and Kilian. Now his sons, were, they were in the land of Moab, they took wives to themselves and the name of their wives, the one was Opa and the other one was Ruth. Now the man died and also his sons, they died. Now Naomi was left with her daughters-in-law, Opa and Ruth. Now Naomi heard that there was food again in Judah. That means the famine was over. And she bid farewell to her daughters-in-law and gave them a blessing to remarry. But Ruth decided to stick with her mother-in-law while Opah went back to her people. As the story goes on, Ruth and Naomi return to Judah and Ruth marries Boaz and eventually becomes the great-grandmother of King David. In my opinion, the book of Ruth shows us something the Jews may not have been able to see about their God. Out of all the people God chose to pick a king, God chose the lineage that was that had a, a Moabites in it. Chose a lineage that had Ruth. I mean, at first God went to the house of Benjamin and uh, he chose Saul, Saul who threw away his right of being king by disobeying the voice of God. And then God had to replace Saul. And guess where God goes? God goes to the house of Jesse. Jesse, who is the son of Obed, Obed, who is the son of Boaz and Ruth. Ruth, who is a Moabitess. It, this is very important. It is very important that Ruth is a Moabitess, and I will explain shortly. So out of all the families that God could choose a king and make a promise for the Messiah to come from that family, God chose a house that has Ruth as a Moabitess. And this is what makes it important. There was a law that was still in operation, a law that was still in effect in the land. And it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 3, sorry, chapter 23, verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 3. And the law reads thus, An Ammonite or a Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even to their tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord forever. So Moabites and Ammonites were banned from ever fellowshipping with Israel. They were banned from even serving the God of Israel, even coming into the congregation, into the yes, into the congregation of the Lord. They were not allowed. So why? It is explained in verse 4. And verse 5, it's because the Ammonites and the Moabites did not receive Israel well when they were traveling in the wilderness. They did not. In fact, in Moab, 
they hired Balaam the prophet to curse Israel. They wanted Israel to be cursed, and when that failed, then they 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 gave their daughters to entice the Israelites so they will worship other gods and turn them against their own god, and that. It stayed with God and he held it against them and says, these people will never be allowed to come into the congregation of the Lord. But then there's something Israel did not know about God, which we can see because we have sign hide. Now, while Ruth is in the lineage of, of uh, is a great grandmother of David, basically, uh, who is chosen by God to be the king, which is very questionable if you come to think of it, that why would God do that? Why would God choose a king for Israelite, a king who, who is a grandchild of a woman who is from a nation that is even burned to come into the congregation of the Lord? Well, from the lineage that, that, that has a Moabite in it, was born a king, a prophet and priest who occupies those offices forever. That is the Lord. I mean, Jesus comes in from a lineage that has a person who is banned, who is banned, not burned, who is banned, like um, prohibited, not allowed to come. So how is that? How, how, how is that? So God did it on purpose. God did this on purpose. Now look at this. So it was born the king, the prophet and priest who occupies these offices forever. Now, the Moabite is banned forever, not allowed to come forever. Yet there's a king rising up from the lineage that has a Moabite and it is written in the books. It states forever that Jesus was, was born from the house of David. David, who is the son of Jesse. Jesse is the son of Obed. Obed is the son of, of Boaz and Ruth, Ruth the Moabitess. So how's that possible? It appears that though there is such a ban on Ammonites and Moabites, God shows mercy to those who repent and turn to him. And that is what Ruth did. If you look at Ruth's confession to Naomi, Ruth says that your people shall be my people, your God shall be my God. In essence, Ruth was denouncing her own people. She was denouncing her own Moabiteness. She was denouncing her people, the gods she had encountered or the gods she had worshipped before. She was joining herself to Israel, that your God will be my God, my people will be my people, where you'll die, I will die. So Ruth was there serving Naomi. She was free to go. I mean, the husband had died. She was free to go, but she willingly gave herself to tend to that old woman. And if you think of it, Boaz looks at her and, and, and points out that she had taken care of Naomi, her mother-in-law. She had taken care of this helpless old woman. Remember that this sin or this ban on Moabites is as a result is, is as a result of them not helping Israel when they needed help. Instead, they wanted them dead or cursed. But Ruth, on the other hand, is showing kindness to a Moabite. Ruth is showing kindness to Naomi. Naomi says, "Look, 
look, I'm old and I cannot bear any more children so that you can marry them. Just you're free to go. Go back to your gods. Go back to your people. Go and marry there. And Ruth says, God forbid, I will not leave you. I will not leave you. And as a result of Ruth not leaving Naomi, Naomi was taken care of. She even, when they came to the land, she even went about looking for food, looking for means to take care of her mother-in-law. She could have went and looked for younger men and prostituted herself to make sure she gets a living, but she didn't. She did what was right and she took care of her mother-in-law. And so as a result, Boaz says, indeed, you are a chaste woman, you are a good woman, you are a kind woman. In fact, when Boaz was kind to Ruth, um, Ruth asked, why are you so kind to me? Says, because you have been kind to your mother-in-law, Naomi. So all this kindness, all this honor that comes upon Ruth is because she repented and chose the God of Israel and did works to prove that she was truly converted. It's the same story as we see of Rahab, who is the mother of Boaz. <laughs> so Boaz is also uh, the son of a, a, a former prostitute. I mean, Boaz's case is worse because her mother was a former prostitute in Jericho. But what we witness here is that also Ruth the Moabites had turned as Rahab had turned and joined Israel and they got such great honor more than more than many Israelite women. So this is the book of Ruth in a nutshell. So just take some time, read it, just look, take notice of the words that are written in that book. Just read it slowly. Give yourself time. Just study the book of Ruth. It's very short. So I do encourage you to do such. Sadly, uh, my dear friends, we've come to the end of our show. But um, we will meet next week if the Lord allows us to. Uh, keep reading the Bible. So the next book that we will be looking at is the book of First Samuel. First Samuel. That is the book we will be talking about. So I encourage you, my dear friends, that you start reading from chapter one right to the very last chapter of the book, and we'll discuss it next week, Lord willing. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is Bible Near You. Bible Near You. If you have any questions, you can email us uh, to send your emails to question at biblenearyou.co.za. We have a WhatsApp group. The link is on the show notes. And my dear friends, you can share our posts. You can share our episodes. You can download our MP3s and share with as many people as you can. Knock yourself out. I really appreciate that. Now, I want to say thank you very much to everyone that is supporting the Bible near you, those who are liking the page, those who are liking the post on the page, those who are commenting, those who are responding. I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. I recognize every one of you, my dear friends. So you have a fantastic week and a very, very beautiful new year. My name is Lungusa Jostri. Goodbye.